Hey, I'm Katherine Wilkes, and I am a neurodivergent witch with a mic. I'm also a coach and a creative who is here to share my crazy brain to add a little more color and magic back into the world. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of a neurodivergent witch with a mic. Realize now that I probably don't have to say that every time since there's the intro, but you know, we're already here. <laughs> um, so let's start with what I'm thinking of calling this episode. Maybe it'll change, but we'll start here. Stop mowing your lawn and let the weeds grow. So this jumped into my head the other day uh, after my landlord let us know that they would be putting weed killer on the lawn and that we couldn't use it for a day or so. Kind of a normal thing that happens. Um, it's a beautiful yard. He takes really, really good care of it. Um, but it got me thinking. I was like, okay, what weeds are down there? Because the only ones I see are these beautiful yellow flowers, which I believe are buttercups. I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but then, you know, who decides what a weed is and why do we need to kill them? Especially if the point of a lawn is to have a space that you can play and run and um, enjoy the companies of others. Like it's to be used. So why do we do things that mean we can't use it? Um, so I went and looked at the definition of a weed. A wild plant growing there, sorry, a wild plant growing where it is not wanted and in competition with cultivated plants. So again, who decides what a weed is? Something that is not wanted. Um, and it just got me thinking about the control as humans we the control we seek in pretty much every area of our lives, including our lawns. And questioning why do we do that? I mean, if you go into the woods, it's beautiful. The air's fresh because you are surrounded by trees. There's different types of wildlife. It is perfect in its imperfection where you go into someone's garden not all gardens but a lot of them and the lawn has a certain edge and everything has to be a certain way and they can't have weeds and all this stuff and not to say that that is a bad thing they're beautifully manicured lawns and gardens that are stunning but it got me questioning got me questioning control and questioning how we use it. Um, and thinking about how harmful this control we seek in all area of, uh, areas of our lives truly is. Because we are taught to strive for perfection, to be a manicured lawn, um, to, and I know I use these examples a lot, but I think it's because it's kind of in my face and in a lot of our faces of, you know, get the good grades and go to university and get the good job and buy the house and 
blah de blah de blah right like there's a certain picture of success and we're all taught that this is what we should want and what we should strive for and that there's a right and a wrong way to do it like there's a right and a wrong way to do life we're all taught that we want to be the manicured lawn which isn't true I don't believe everyone wants to be a manicured lawn maybe there's a period of our lives where we think we do because this is what we know this is what we've been taught to know but not everyone does and how what would the world look like if people were allowed to be whatever kind of front yard they wanted to be (laughs) and I know this is a really weird analogy but it's like it's very clear in my head so this is where we're going but I want a world of wild and wacky front lawns like sorry front yards not even lawns alternative lawns like if you if you picture yourself as a lawn and the success that you have been told to strive for is this perfectly manicured lawn is that truly who you want to be and if not what kind of front yard do you want to be are you a vegetable garden Are you bursting with wildflowers? Are you patchworks of different kinds of mosses? If you said, if you said, fuck it and stop putting weed killer on yourself, what beautiful plants would grow? What weeds would push through the cracks of the patio? What weeds would bring color to the sprawling green grass? And I don't even know where to go from there other than I just wanted to share this thought and this question as a different way of, I guess, looking at yourself and questioning, not even questioning, a different way of looking at yourself and being invited to explore who you want to be what you want your life to look like in a different way. It's kind of a fun and playful way that in the same way, sometimes it's easier to explore harder topics when they are placed in fantasy worlds. (laughs) Maybe you can look at it in a different way. Then, yeah, looking at it as, okay, if I got to rip out the green grass... Everything that I have been told I should want, the success, you know, the, the perfect family and the, the house that is beautifully taken care of and I can have all the, you know, people over and whatever, whatever it is that has been sold to you. Um, if you got to rip that out, what might it look like? And I've been thinking of this recently. And I realized these quote-unquote weeds are things that were always there. Like they're not, these aren't all of a sudden new ideas. I'm just looking at them with a new understanding of what they are. Like I've always been attracted to 
the to the idea of having a big art studio or living in a barn that's just this big space to do art and I always kind of push that away of like but I'm not an artist like that doesn't really make sense and you know artists don't really make good money and it wouldn't allow me to have the family I want and all these things that I think as I was doing it I wasn't even fully aware that I was doing it I wasn't even fully aware it was kind of like oh yeah that would be fun but that's never gonna happen or that doesn't make sense or you know and I can't even say at the time these were conscious thoughts there was what I do remember is the physical sensation in my body of thinking of them in almost this restriction in my body as I searched for control because those things I didn't know how to create safety in my life if I were to go for those things and I think unconsciously I was pulling back and trying to control myself and really pulling myself back to what I could do what was safe which is even funny to say because the like I have not had a normal life right I did not even though I have had all these ideas shoved in my face for my whole life I did not that was not my lived experience I didn't go to K through 12. I didn't go to university and get the perfect degree to get the perfect job. I was homeschooled. I went back to school when I didn't want to only hang out with my brother for a social time. We had a homeschooler group that we would go to and I absolutely loved. Um, but I mean, predominantly, the person I spent the most time with was my brother. And you reach a certain age where you're like, you know, I'd like to hang out with other kids my age. That was me going back to school. Uh, then when I graduated high school and went to college, I did a few certificates here and there, kind of tried my hand at a few things, um, ended up volunteering for TEDx Victoria, met my now husband doing that, um, did some coursework correspondence because I was like, why am I sitting in a classroom to be told to then read the same stuff that they just told me when I'm dyslexic and that takes so much time? If I need to read it, why don't I just read it <laughs> instead of sitting in the class as well? Um, so I went back to my homeschooler roots and did, you know, some correspondence stuff and then got invited to apply for a job because someone thought that my skill sets would work as a scrum master. If you don't know what it is, go ahead and Google it. It has nothing to do with rugby. Um, and that's the career I've been in now for seven years. And I have and it and it through that kind of led me to coaching. Um you know, I've with TEDx Victoria, I ended up being the artistic director. I there's a mural in the city I live in that I did. Like <laughs> these things again, these weeds were pushing their way out. I never had perfect control <laughs> of them. Um, I only had the, I guess, belief that I did the belief that I was keeping myself safe. And I can't even say it was a conscious thing, but there was more fear of the unknown that kept me playing it safe, I guess, than 
confidence that these weren't weeds. These were me. These were things that were saying, hey, let's go play and have fun and do this thing. And as I have opened up to those, as I have allowed those weeds to grow, life just continues to get richer and I don't even want to say more relaxing and at ease. Um, doesn't mean I don't have moments of just fuck it. Um, but I'm finding my voice of being able to ask for what I need and like re- make requests for support that I need when I'm not in a good headspace, when I'm not in a good space. Letting the weeds grow doesn't make those things go away. They still exist. But it makes it more exciting when you are in good spaces. Like yesterday, I had just out of the blue (laughs) this random download. I don't even know if I want to call it a download. I guess I'll call it a download. I'm still learning my way around this this language. I don't know how else to explain it. Where it doesn't feel like a download. It feels like a... it came from inside, not like it came outside to me. Um, but maybe there's a bit of that too. I don't know. Anyways, of this art collection. Now, I have played with art. As I said, I did a mural at one point. How I did that, I have no idea. Um, but it came, it's like, it is crystal clear in my head. With mediums, I have never used. <laughs> so now... My mission, if I choose to accept it, (laughs) is to figure out how to bring these into physical form. Am I going to make a mess? Absolutely. Is it going to be incredibly imperfect? Absolutely. Am I ever going to shoot all these? I have no idea. But it's exciting to me. And it feels like I don't know where that is going, but it is something I want to explore. And I'm now at a point where I don't feel like I need to control myself and not explore that. I don't feel like... And again, I'm, I'm a person who I feel like... I, I feel things more in my body than, than have clear thoughts about things. Like if I sit with it, I can end up getting to the thought. So when I say... Um, when I talk about, you know, different thoughts I've had... It, it's me looking back reflectively. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yes. In reflection. <laughs> Not in the moment that it was happening that this was clear. Like there was a physical sensation first. Um, but I'm not... I think there was a, a point of controlling, of even thinking that that was a waste of time. Like if I was trying to build to something, if I was trying to build a successful career and a family and build the life that I thought I wanted. And I'll just say I didn't want this life. Like there are a lot of pieces of this life I really, really wanted. And I love my life. But it's time to let the weeds grow. I built the manicured lawn. And, I, and that was a foundation. But it's missing things. And it's time to let those grow. And part of that, I think, 
over the last year has been music. Um, I've been doing music lessons every bi-weekly. Well, it was every week, and now it's bi-weekly. Because um, half an hour was just not enough. We needed an hour, so we're doing it bi-weekly instead of weekly. Um, and I've been writing music and recording music and sharing music and been doing art. And none of this has anything to do with the coaching practice that I am also trying to build. But at the same time, it has everything to do with it. Because you might look at it and go, okay, well, you have a family and a full-time job. And you are also trying to build this practice. Like, where do you find time? You should just focus on the practice and build that. But when I was doing that, it felt heavy. It felt stifling. I didn't want to show up to it. Whereas I let the weeds grow, as I let myself on nights where I thought I was going to be working on my business, play with music or with art or just snuggling on the couch with my husband and watching a show because that's what I'm what I feel like doing like that's what my body wants and I need that rest when I am in the headspace to show up to my coaching practice it feels so much more exciting and like somewhere I want to be and so when I say it has nothing to do with but has everything to do with it has nothing to do with on the surface because it doesn't look like it is building towards right it's I can't go if I do this art and people will start working with me as a coach so my business will grow. Like th- Those connections do not exist. But what I can say is, as I do my art, my music, as I show up as a mother, as I grow in, in my day job, like as all these things, I am becoming more myself, meaning I can show up as a coach just more... I don't even know how to say this, like more holistically me and something I am incredibly passionate about. And if you've seen my website, it's like, yes, I'm a general, I guess I'd say general life coach. I call myself a witch coach creative because I can't quite nail down what kind of quote unquote coach I am. But for here, let's say I'm a general life coach. But the thing that I am so passionate about, probably because this is the journey I've been on and found how powerful it is for me is Building that relationship with yourself. Getting to know you. Getting to know what life you truly want and creating safety in your body to explore that. Yeah. I think if I was really going to focus in and go, what is that thing that I'm super passionate about? It's that relationship you have with yourself because that is not something we are supported to create and cultivate we are told to control ourselves in certain ways because the and this not this is the only reason to control yourself blah 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 or maybe it is to control yourself in certain ways because Outside expectations of you are more important than your expectations of yourself because outside approval is more important than the approval you have for yourself. Outside praise is more important than the praise you have for yourself. This is repeated over and over and over in so many ways that we don't, that aren't clearly saying that, but they are. 
but I believe that's ass backwards. How do you truly show up for another human being if you're not truly showing up for yourself? How do you teach the next generation how to love themselves and others if you don't truly love yourself? Like, it, it's connected to so many things. And I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here because I know I fucking could. If you listened to any of the last five episodes, I'm very good at tangents. Um, but the more you belong to yourself, the more you carry that belonging through the world in whatever you do. You find the people who really love you for you. Um, and I know in my experience, and I can't say everyone's experience is going to be the same, the people who are closest to me as I let myself be more myself it's almost like I'm letting out the pieces that they saw and wanted to be around. Like they saw it before I did. Like even yesterday when this quote-unquote download of um, art inspiration came in, I'm sitting there drawing and my husband comes in and he's really excited about some some nerd shirts he got. He's talking to me about them and I'm really excited about the start. So I'm talking to him about it. And he's like, we are going completely different brainwaves right now. And we just kind of laughed about it because we're both really excited about our thing. But then he said, I'm really excited to see you doing art again. And that kind of gave me pause because I've never really thought of myself as someone who does art. Like I have, I've lugged around art supplies my entire life. I've always had drawers of art supplies, but I've never thought of myself as an artist. And to see that reflected back to me as he does see me that way, and that that's something he loves about me. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a weed that I've been crushing. This is a weed. This is, this is a beautiful piece of me that I labeled a weed and kept on putting weed killer on. And I'm not going to do that anymore. So I think I'm going to end it there. It was a bit of a winding road, but I want to go back to a few of the questions that I asked at the beginning about what kind of front yard do you want to be? Are you a vegetable garden? Are you bursting with wildflowers? Are you patchworks of different mosses? Are you beautiful stone garden or maybe sand are you a mixture of a whole bunch of things do you change with the seasons are you do you have a duck pond or maybe there's koi fish if you said fuck it and stop putting weed killer on yourself what beautiful plants would grow? What weeds would push through the cracks of your patio? What weeds would bring color to the 
sprawling green grass. Stop mowing your lawn. Let the weeds grow. I will see you next time. Bye. Want more of my crazy brain? You can find me on Instagram at katherine.m.wilkes or pop over to my website, katherinewilkes.com to sign up to receive love letters from this crazy neurodivergent witch and to learn more about all the other things I'm up to, including, but not limited to, my group coaching program, You Are Magic, because you are fucking magic and I don't want you to ever forget it. <laughs>